Hello and welcome to this episode of the Lehigh Valley with Love podcast. I'm your host, George Wacker, and today we're talking with Bach Choir of Bethlehem conductor and artistic director, Dr. Christopher Jackson, ahead of the February 18th Greg Fungfeld Family Concert Dancing with Bach that will be held at the Zellner Arts Center on Lehigh University's campus. Today, you're going to learn more about that event, Greg Fungfeld himself, uh, Bethlehem Bach Choir, the history of it, how you can get more involved, and other upcoming events, including Bach at Noon. Be sure to visit Bach.org for all of the information on the Bach Choir of Bethlehem. Thank you to our sponsors, Banco Beverage Company, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, WDIY 88.1 FM, Wind Creek Event Center, and Michael Bernadine with Remax Realty. You can find more information about our partners at lbwithlove.com. Now, let's get to it. We're gonna talk with Dr. Christopher Jackson, the conductor of the Bach Choir of Bethlehem. Let's get to it. Hello, Dr. Christopher Jackson. We're back here at the Bethlehem Bach headquarters. That's right, Heckwilder House. I love, this is one of my favorite locations in Bethlehem just cause it's, in the city, but you kind of still have to know where it is. You're, you're a little bit tucked away. I love it so much. Yeah, we're, we're down an alley behind Johnny's Bagel and all the all the good folks on Main Street. So, yeah. so 2024, yeah. we're, we're, we're springing into it. How have things been going for you so far? It's been great. Uh, in 2023, we recorded an album, uh, which was a blast. It was, um, it was a lot of work and a lot of fun. Spent hours editing, you know, sound files and um, that's gonna come out right around Easter, this Perfect. new album, so we're super excited about that. It's been busy, um, lots of concerts. We have our, our free Bach at Noon series downtown mm -hmm. that goes on every single month. Um, and then we have family concert coming up, which we're gonna talk about, mm -hmm. a spring concert. We've got our big festival in May. And then we actually go on tour to Germany and Austria in June. So there's like, there's not really a spare. Is a big it's a big year. We're, year. we're continuing to celebrate our 125th anniversary. And one of the things we were talking about before we, we started, and one of the things that you're big about is just the community knowing more yeah. about uh, the Bethlehem Bach Choir. And surprisingly, there are some people who don't know what Bethlehem Bach Choir is, but if you could give us, for those people, um, the, the insight to what it is. Okay, so the, the long and sort of formal history mm -hmm. is that we were founded in 1898, and this is the first place in the United States where a lot of major works of Bach were performed. It's historic in a sense that um, this festival built up around it, right? So it, it was such a big deal at the time to do these monumental works of Bach, mm -hmm. um, specifically the B minor mass, which hadn't been done in the United States, that people formed a festival around it and just did it every year. And it attracted folks from all around. We had amazing ties to the community. Steel workers were in the choir singing, you know, uh, like every single walk of life formed up this choir mm -hmm. that was performing these masterworks by Bach. So, um, you know, Bethlehem has a lot of uh, German heritage. Sure. Uh, the Moravians obviously like came to this area and brought Bach with them, uh, the music, not the person. <laughs> and, um, you know, so that's how we got to be what we are. But what the Bach Choir is today, you know, I worry when people here founded in 1898 doing sure. Bach Masterworks, whatever, it really only appeals to a certain, you know, subset of people. Our goal is to make sure that people feel like music is for them, all music. Uh, we do a lot of Bach, we do a lot of classical stuff, but um, we want to be a musical resource for people in town. 
that's a personal drive of mine, and I know that that is central to the mission of our organization. Um, we want to share how music can change you with everybody. And I know there are a lot of people who agree with me how lucky we are to have the Bach Choir. It, it is a special thing that, you know, I hope more people can learn more about it. And, yeah. and to come out, some of the Bach at noon stuff is great. Go out for, for lunch, you, you stop down and hear some, not only impressive stuff, but really amazing, high quality. It, it's high level, it's, you're really gonna be able to get, and it's in yeah. your city. Yeah, it's, I mean, the, the soloists that we bring in, for mm -hmm. example, are really uh, in the top of their field in the United States. Sure. So, um, you know, you come out to just a, a noontime concert, you grab a coffee beforehand, go mm -hmm. get some lunch after, you stop by and you see kind of the top talent in the US. You know, just casually. Yeah, 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 just no big deal. But, uh, you know, our orchestra is fully professional. And what I think is really cool about the organization, really touching and meaningful, um, is that we have our choir. Again, all volunteers from right. all walks of life, people who love music and want music to be a part of their weekly, you know, existence. So they work really hard and they practice and uh, they're the choir for the concert and they sound great, so. And what we hear, of course, all these things you can find at Bach.org. Yep, Bach.org. So any of these that we're talking about, the ongoing events, of course, you want to be able to check them out there. But we want to specifically yeah. touch on the upcoming event on February 18th, yeah. the Greg Fungfeld Family Concert, Dancing with Bach. I want to talk about Greg Fungfeld first, because forgive me, I wasn't up on all of the history. And as yeah. I'm walking through here, you know, I saw he is a conductor emeritus with yeah. Bach. Can you talk a little bit about him and, and his importance in, in the community and Bach itself? Yeah, so Greg uh, was the artistic director and conductor for 39 years. He started yeah. in 1983. And um, sometimes I tease him about this. That's also the year I was born. So oh, nice, yeah. Greg <laughs> has, had been doing this as long, you know, as, sure, yeah. as I've been on this earth. And he changed the organization in such a meaningful way. I told you it used to really be centered around the festival, mm -hmm. right? And it still is. That's our big, our sure. big thing every year. But he added, um, he added three core concerts to the year. So, you know, if people are asking what our season is, sometimes people will say like, well, you know, what's, what's your season? We have a Christmas concert, a family concert, and a spring concert every year in addition to the festival. And Greg made that happen. Mm -hmm. In addition, it was his idea to do these free Bach at Noon concerts, to make them free to the public. And uh, it was uncertain whether or not these were going to work. Uh, you know, how do you give something away for free every month and have sure, it? Sure, and what's the payoff? And, right, 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 but people believe in it. And so, you know, even the small donations that we get monthly help, help put it on. We have people in the community who believe that music should be a resource for everybody, so they help fund it. And, you know, but without Greg and that idea, uh, it wouldn't have happened. So he took it from this thing that was really only occurred in May and just expanded it immensely. When Greg then um, retired, move on, yeah. what was the, I guess he couldn't wait to come back? How did, how did it work out with um, I, this specific concert? You know, Greg is a phenomenal keyboard player, um, really top notch. And we wanted to give Greg some space uh, after retiring, because this is a very, it's a very active organization. Mm -hmm. um, meaning quite busy and you know we were trying to be really respectful of his retirement at the same time you know the family concert was also his idea and the, the concept here is that we work with other community partners okay. uh, to yeah. make 
something interesting happen. It's usually a, an artistic collaboration. So it's dance this time. Last year we invited four other local choirs and we had a big choir festival there. Um, we've even done stuff with, um, with puppeteers and you know, it takes on sure. different forms, but always collaborative. So, you know, I was thinking about this, this dancing with Bach concert and uh, some pieces came to mind that would have been perfect to finally ask Greg, you know, would you be willing to share this talent, your talents at the piano with us? And it's so meaningful for everyone in the organization to see him, you know, come back and be a part of sure. it. Um, I hope it's not stressful for him, you know, just just playing. Like, Greg, you've but, had enough time off. It's time to come back. Yeah, yeah got to come back. But I mean, he sure. had such a profound impact sure. on everyone. Um, also through his like his character. He's a he's a stand up human. And uh, so people love seeing him. He's already come in for rehearsals and the whole room lights up when he comes back. So yeah, yeah it's always fun. Um, yeah. I'm going to talk about you talking about collaboration and this year at the family concert with Bach. We have the Lehigh Valley Charter High School for the Arts yep. and Muhlenberg College. Talk about like what are their roles? What can people kind of expect to see from them? So the dancers at Charter Arts, um, they have planned this kind of ridiculous and wacky scenario. We're doing these these pieces of, uh, by Brahms that are like German folk poetry, essentially, you know, essentially, mm -hmm. and. Um, but a lot of them mentioned birds, you know, it's like nature okay. oriented. And so uh, Jen Weaver, the, the, the dance instructor who we're working with out there took that and ran with it. So uh, she invented this entire scenario about birds and, uh, and essentially that'll run while we're doing, you know, these, these pieces sure. by Brahms okay. where Greg and Eugene are, are playing at the piano. Um, and then Karen Dearborn over at Muhlenberg. I actually used to teach at Muhlenberg. I taught there for five years. And so I knew Karen and um, really enjoyed her work in the past. So it seemed like a natural partner to reach out to. Mm -hmm. um, she also uh, has done a lot, of, a lot of work with American Sign Language and with um, local deaf community. And we wondered in what way that might have, if she chose, that might have a, a an influence on the family concert as mm -hmm. well. And there's a fun there's a fun little thing that we're doing so in American Sign Language, but she's teaching more on the classical side of things, uh, like classical ballet influenced style of dance, whereas Charter Arts are doing this sort of wacky storytelling, uh, you know, bird idea. And it's neat now that you've told me a little bit more about like the past, how you know old steelworkers are part of this, and it's the same thing. Right, you have like, students totally. and you know, you're still continuing the exact same kind of process that it was years ago, just different. We, we really want to be a community resource. We want to be for everyone. Um, yeah, and, and the idea actually with these dancers, many of them don't get to dance to live music very often. They, they often just have to listen to recordings. Sure. And so yeah, to yeah. have a full orchestra or Greg and Eugene at the piano accompanying them is a real kind of a gift to, to young dancers who don't always get live music. So you, you'll have to forgive me a little bit. Of course, I know somewhat when it comes to classical music and try a little bit. No worries. But read about Eugene, you had mentioned, um, and I, I want to pronounce his name correctly, but Albesco? Albulescu. Albulescu. Yeah, it's hard. Um, yeah. And as we're going through, we talk about forehands. Yeah. And it's one of those things that I'm like, I've read it before. I should know what it is. I think I know what it is. What is playing the piano forehands? So uh, it's when two people are sitting at the same piano bench and one person essentially takes the low part of the piano. The other person takes the high part of the piano. It's a little 
like if you're going to play a piano duet with somebody, mm-hmm. you have a couple of options. You can either sort of face each other, like dueling piano style, where you have yeah. two pianos, or you can do this piano forehands. It's way more collaborative and fun, and you can watch the other pianist as as you're working. I think it's easier to be together. But these two are also really good friends, right? So they, uh, yeah, they so, kind of know where the other person's going. Finish each other's sentences, sort of thing. Absolutely, they yeah. they've been making music together for a long time, and. Uh, they're a little mischievous uh, sitting back there behind the piano. I can look over and catch them smiling and smirking about different little jokes that they're making. You're having so. too much fun. It's classical music. Yeah, exactly. That's great. And can we talk a little bit about the Bel Canto Choir? Did we talk about that at all? No, no. We yes. Um, so the Bach Choir organization, um, part of it is the Bel Canto Youth Chorus. Mm-hmm. And we have two choirs, uh, one that's right now serving um, students grades three through eight, and then another nine through 12. And what I did was I invited the, the students in the 9 through 12 choir to jump onto the concert with us. I, it's sort of like, you know, you hear about parents tossing their, their kids in the deep end of the pool. <laughs> um, and most kids can swim, right? Uh, and that's sort of the idea here. These students uh, in the Bel Canto choir are, are talented. Uh, they've worked hard. They, you know, they know how to, they know how to sing. It's kind of like, I trust you can do this. Yeah. Do and, and yeah, so just go do it. And that's not to say that it's not challenging for them, but sort of, I, I don't know. I, it, it's one way to really, um, boost someone's skill to, to just toss them in and say, you know, I'll be here to help you, mm-hmm. but let's see how you do. And they're really enjoying it right now. So. And, and forgive my naivety again, but as, as a conductor here and an artistic director, yeah. what is your role in kind of combining all of this? What, what, do you, what do you do? I have the very lucky uh, job of getting to dream up whatever artistic product we have, essentially. Mm-hmm. I don't like calling art a product, but it's, you get the idea. Sure. Um, and, you know, so... I get to be really creative in who we collaborate with. Mm -hmm. Uh, I get to choose the music, which um, selfishly is extremely fun for me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, that's my that's my main role. And, you know, I would I would. It's funny you've mentioned you've said forgive me a number of times about not knowing one thing or another. That's actually the boundary that I want to break with people is I really think this music is for everyone. And, And even at Bach at noon, like part of the presentation at Bach at noon, I usually spend about 10 minutes explaining mm-hmm. what's going on in a, in a very user-friendly way because honestly, music was made to help people think and feel, uh, never to be a barrier, but to be something that, that lets you. And, and it's a lay person coming from, you know, I think it's just, you sometimes can look at classical music as, oh, it's, sophisticated or too sophisticated or, or so old that I can't find anything from it. Right. And it, that's not a really large, um, you know, cavern to, to kind of cross over, I guess, or bridge to, to make, to say those are incorrect. You can find so much from the past to today or the collaborations that you're talking about. Yeah. If we assume that the music was made the same reason we listen to music now is to mm-hmm. make you feel something. Uh, it, it's up to us, the performers, to help what, provide whatever window in to, to help make that really obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's music. You know, uh, it's pretty easy to to attach to if, especially if we break down those barriers as well. Like we don't we don't want to make sure there or we don't want there to be any sort of like 
any barrier for people to, to come and listen. We mentioned, you know, a lot of these events are happening. We're in downtown Bethlehem in the historic um, north side, um, Main Street near Hotel Bethlehem. Yeah. Uh, but this is taking place, this particular concert is taking place at the Zellner Arts Center. That's right. The family concert yes. is uh, February 18th at 3 p.m. over at the Zellner Arts Center. Um, and it's nice because that has a big enough space for the sure. dancers. It's great that we have Zellner, another community partner. That's right. You know, <laughs> that's right. And, you know, my favorite thing about the family concert is that I design it to be interactive as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, I'll ask for uh, volunteers to come on stage. Uh, I try to get, <laughs> you know, I try to get school aged sure, yeah. uh, folks to come up. And that's actually a part where we're, I'm going to teach them sign language. Um, because one of the pieces on the concert, um, we're adding a little bit of sign language into it so people can visually mm -hmm. see the architecture of box music. So like you got a lot of things going on, you know, four different voice parts, soprano, alto, tenor, bass. Right. And what you'll be able to see with the sign language is when they start a phrase that begins with the word praise, mm -hmm. uh, you'll see somebody do is that, does praise. This, do is this a common thing to do or? It's been done before. Right. I, I, you know, I'm not you know, like uh, still, inventing the unique, wheel, but, but. It, my hope is that because, you know, you had said uh, that this music can feel kind of sophisticated or complicated, but if you add a visual element like dance or sign mm -hmm. language, hopefully it helps people process what's going on in a really like a different way in a variety of ways. Yeah. And then the other events, um, like you said, are, are at the uh, Central Moravian Church for for some of them. Of course, yeah. you, you will hold events in, in different areas as well sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Or? Our Bach at Noon series is at Central Moravian yeah. Church. So that's like right across from Hotel sure. Bethlehem. It makes Can't it miss it. It's the big church on the corner. That's right. That's right. Um, and actually, we have a February's uh, Bach at Noon is really special. Um, we're doing a, a premiere of a brand new piece of music by a, a Baltimore-based composer. Uh, her name is Jasmine Barnes. Um, and and, I, and I, I mentioned to you, and we talked about this, and I said, is, is that composer still alive? And you had said... Oh yeah, she was born in 1991. Which She's, is amazing. I like, know. And, and we, we feel so lucky that we get to be a part of her journey as a young artist. Like, she gets to come here and we're, we're helping give birth to her music. You know? it's, I, I, I'm on the spot to try to like make an analogy though, but it's kind of like, you know, the punk rock band plays a gig in the town and they blow up later. It's kind of that thing. Yeah. As a, how old is she? 30 something? She must be 32, 33 at this point. To yeah. be writing this, number one, and then to be having it play, like it almost gives you goosebumps like to, to yeah, that's she, really that's really neat. We got her at a good time. She is blowing up right now. She's writing for a lot of different groups across the United States. And so you so, did, that is February thirteenth. That is February. 13th. So if you are listening to this after the fact, uh, head to Bach.org to just get more information. I'm sure you can find some information about that composer specifically. And yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. And wow, but that's really neat. I'm always trying to come up with something interesting for for those concerts. So um, you know, if you find yourself even. Uh, for, for March, we're kind of leaning into the sad part of the religious year, um, Lent, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and um, but I'm really leaning in and exploring some uh, some pretty melancholy, dramatic, sad well, yeah, music. Everybody's given up everything for well, sad about it. Yeah, just yeah. don't give up your classical <laughs> music for that. But it's not oh, like I'm it's boring. not boring sad. It's you know. Of course. It's, yeah. It's kind of painfully sad. Well, it's great. It's always a pleasure to come in and talk to you. And I, you know. 
I would just express to people, give it a shot, give it, go out once. If you even think, you know, hey, I, I don't know, it, it seems like it could be fun. It will be, and especially something we can bring the family to, and you're encouraging fun. It's absolutely not this stuffy thing that maybe you're thinking about. I know that most people shouldn't be thinking that because you guys do a fantastic job, but it's not. It's it's fun. It's inviting. You know, bring the family out, have a good time. Absolutely, that's the family concert, and you know, keep an eye out because uh, yeah. I'm starting to plan some loony stuff for the future. All right, well, uh, we're in. Yeah, so I, I always love talking to you and uh, thanks for everything you do. Thank you very much. All right. it. Thanks, George. Thank you again to Dr. Christopher Jackson and the Bach Choir of Bethlehem. Get all the information at Bach.org. Thank you to our sponsors, Banco Beverage, Molly's Irish Grill and Sports Pub, Michael Bernadine with Remax Realty, WDIY 88.1 FM and Wind Creek Event Center. Thank you guys very much. Visit us for more information, lbwithlove.com. We'll see you next time.